In a world where Gene Kelly roller skates and Tuesday becomes Wednesday. In Xanadu did Olivia Newton-John a stately pleasure dome decree. Open your eyes and hear the magic. Universal Pictures announces the most dazzling romantic musical fantasy in years. Xanadu. Hundreds of movies are released every year. Some are good. Some are great. And many of them are really, really bad. We seek out those rare gems that are so exceptionally bad, they're actually good. At least when you watch them with friends. Sit back and laugh with us as we sift through the garbage. We'll share our completely unqualified reviews of some of the worst films of our lifetimes as we search for those few that are exceptionally bad. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Hello, welcome back. This is Exceptionally Bad. I'm Bracken. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. And I'm Danny. Hey, Danny. Producer Danny over there in the corner. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, guys? It's good to be back. Um, It is good. It's February. That's right. I think we all got whammied by COVID last couple of weeks. So it's good to be on the mend. Yes. Not all of us. We've we've avoided (laughs) it so far, but... Some of us had other medical emergencies. <laughs> Some of us is, True. have lost a bone from their body. Yeah, well, I mean... Can you grow an extra wife from that? <laughs> this has been discussed extensively. <laughs> On our next podcast, Exception of Bad Doctors, we'll interview... If we're speaking supernaturally? <laughs> yes. Great. <laughs> we're in reality? No. <laughs> Anything good you guys have seen lately? Any movies, TV, anything you want to give a shout out to that you've enjoyed or not enjoyed? Uh, I recently, I mean, I know it's been out probably since December, but I finally watched Red Notice. Yeah? What'd you think? Uh, I thought um, if it didn't have the cast that it had, it would have been like almost like a B movie. Like if if it didn't have the charm of The Rock and. Uh, Gal Gadot and yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. The, the it, it, we would have been watching it for our show. Yeah, but, but it did have them, right? I I really liked them. They it, it, yes, the movie's kind of a knockoff of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Even, Ryan Reynolds Treasure. even whistles the the Raiders yeah. march, <laughs> but it, but it was yeah, self aware and it's just kind of fun, yeah. you know. And they you could tell that they had a good time making the movie, or at least you, at least I thought they did. And yeah. they're all ugly, not charming people, right? right? Why not, are they yeah. so ugly? Right. I, I don't understand. I feel bad for them. It's got to be a genetics thing. Poor kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fun, but I but I did recognize that I was like, this isn't very well written, and it's yeah, it's all on the shoulders of the cast. Yeah. There were a couple of fun twists in there, but generally it was by the numbers for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'm going to watch the sequel. I mean, they're they're planning on making right. a couple sequels, so yeah. you know I'll be there. But yeah, like red follow up and it's fun. You know, red <laughs> addendum and red PSS, red notice two. I actually, 
I went with my daughter to the movie theater, not knowing that it was already on Netflix. Oh. Oh. And we went on and did a date, which was fine. We had a great time. But then we get home and like, oh, it's on Netflix. So (laughs) this was a couple months back. Which movie? Red Red Notice. Notice. I think it's a Netflix movie. It is, but it was also at the box office. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know either. (laughs) The other way. They saw Bracken coming. (laughs) we, We had a good time, so it was fine. Yeah. Well, Red Notice is like, I like some of those movies where I don't really want to think about the plot and care that it makes sense and stuff like that. I just want to see them. Well, we'll just skip over my comment. <laughs> <laughs> Your comment was awesome. I, I get it. Sometimes okay. you need a you need an excuse to eat popcorn, right? Exactly. Right. You like, need to look at really beautifully, you know, fit people and think funny. I need to eat more popcorn because oh. it's going to make me. Feel Do you want to hear a pro tip though? You yeah. can just buy popcorn and go to any gym. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. It's cheaper okay. than theater seats. But it's not like sitting in a recliner. That's awesome. I mean, that can be arranged. <laughs> uh, so do you remember the scene where they they get up and they're they're at where the bowl fighting is? Yes. They're in the arena and uh, Ryan Reynolds is saying, like, don't move because they can't right. sense right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. And The Rock's just like... <laughs> You're thinking of Jurassic Park. <laughs> Wait, was was Jeff Goldblum in it? And he's like, "Dang it, yes, I was thinking of Jurassic Park." See, it's that it's stuff like that that yes. is worth seeing. Them that was it. definitely a yeah. Danny moment for sure. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, nice. Well, I've been watching this is this show this TV show has been over for like five years, but I've been really binging and enjoying Castle. Oh, oh yeah. Castle's I'm, great. I, I'm a little late to the party there, but yeah. I'm into season five and. Have really been enjoying it. So. Is that like a medieval show? I don't know if no. anybody else is a <laughs> I, Nathan I Fillion a fan. But... I'm definitely a Nathan Fillion fan. <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I only liked him in Monsters University. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember his cameo on American Housewife, and you know they mentioned Castle a lot. And yeah. Finally, getting around. I have to, to watch that, that. Uh, when it was on, like when it was on TV. Yeah. ABC. I, uh, I think I caught it once or twice, but I think it was on at the same time as some other show that I watched. So I never like watched it. And on the once or twice that I saw it, I really had no idea what was going on. And so I kind of didn't get into it, even though I really wanted to. I should go back and and just Uh, binge it. I I recommend it. I I don't know if you ever watched Moonstruck. uh, I'm sorry, not Moonstruck, Moonlighting uh, in the 80s. But it's, you know, there's a mystery every week. There's a murder. And they solve it, and there's a lot of, you know, romantic chemistry between the two leads, and you know, will they or when are they going to get together, kind of a thing, and uh, uh, it's yeah. kind of fun. So okay. I've I've enjoyed it. It's a great vehicle for Nathan Fillion. Like, yeah, he really gets to be Nathan Fillion. He's mm-hmm. super charming. That's cool. Smarmyish. He's you know, yeah. play himself totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm of the Firefly. Group. Yeah, I'm a Firefly yeah. fan, and very sad that yeah Firefly ended. So I'll go see. And there might be some people that show up from time to time from Firefly. Oh, really? On, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I think there's some people that show up on his new show from oh, Castle, yeah. from what I've looked up on IMDb. So I'll probably watch his new show after I finish um, Castle. But you wanna, anyway. Can I also mention another very charming person in a great movie? Mm, okay. So uh, <laughs> Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves. Yes. That I so we recently watched it, and I think it could 
we could almost watch it for exceptionally bad <laughs> because it was enjoyably it was enjoyable, but oh, it is man. so so bad. Listen, did you say Men in Tights? No, or no. Prince no, of Thieves? Kevin Costner. Okay. I remember when that movie came out in theaters. I was in high school and. I loved that movie. I spent hours talking about it with my friends. I watched it so many times in the theaters. I loved that yes. movie. And it wasn't until years later that I realized Kevin Costner's English accent is so bad. <laughs> there, there is no English right. accent. No, yeah. Well, every once in a while he yeah. pretends he leaves off an R or something. And it's like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> that movie was so big. It was yes, like the second so... biggest movie of the year behind yeah. Terminator 2. Oh, uh, it was such a big movie, and the and the song yep. by Brian Adams, of course. Yes, of course, so oh, right. huge. And one of my favorite lines, which is, "Why a spoon, cousin? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more." <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I, maybe he was great. Yes, it. he yes. was. That's where I kind of really started to love Alan Rickman. Yeah, was as the sheriff. Yeah, he yeah. really steals the movie. Yeah. in so many ways, in a good way. Um. You know, if you guys want us to cover the movie, let us know. Email us if you think <laughs> if you think it's not exceptionally bad. Let us know too, and you can give us send us an email. I'll be emailing from like a whole bunch of different emails. <laughs> yes. Emails. Yeah, he'll so forget. Sign him up, not Danny at hotmail dot com. <laughs> Love Danny. <laughs> <laughs> not Danny at this is not Daniel. <laughs> well, anyway, we should probably get into another uh, time. Uh, throwback a little late to the party but t- tonight's movie that we watched was Xanadu from 1980 uh, starring Olivia Newton-John and uh, I'm looking around the room and everyone's staring at me because none of them have ever seen this movie before this was their first uh, voyage uh, through uh, many muses and uh, we're going to talk about this movie tonight um, any <laughs> initial thoughts that you want to talk about yeah i I have one real quick real quick because you mentioned castle and the chemistry between nathan fillion and the other lead yeah yes yeah and that was just like me with gene kelly gene kelly and michael beck like the the romantic chemistry between the two it was magnetic (laughs) it was was, you know so gene kelly's dead now so we can't say anything bad about him (laughs) at all i'm saying he had chemistry with yeah okay good (laughs) <laughs> special kind of chemistry did i not say during the movie that it's like i can't help but not make fun of him he's too charming did <laughs> i not say that so yeah, you did he's just yeah. uh, i don't know what to say he's an american uh treasure he's a national treasure yeah yes. and he's 68 years old in this this was his last film uh and i don't know thoughts about gene kelly when we get get into the cast so I want to say before we even start talking about the cast that uh, I've never seen Xanadu before and there were multiple times in my life where I thought I should watch that movie and every time it was because of the title. Like you look at it and it, it looks like heavy metal. Like this looks awesome, you know? And then for some reason a little voice says to me, it's not heavy metal. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like okay, I'll pass. I think it was Olivia Newton-John as a muse telling you that. She was giving you some inspiration, maybe. It's, it's not heavy metal. Yeah, yeah, when I hear Xanadu, I think of Citizen Kane and that, the house in mm-hmm. that movie. If you're, oh, if, if you're into old movies, you'll know that the house is called Xanadu. Yeah. 
Um, just like Manderley is the house in Rebecca. Yeah. So they houses have names, I guess, and if they're really, really big, like Downton Abbey or Hearst Castle, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah, or Downton Abbey. It's it's got its own name, but um, this has nothing to do with Citizen Kane no. at all, or Hearst or, Castle. Yeah. Yes. Or heavy metal, even though, <laughs> even though the. The poster, <laughs> the font looks like a heavy metal album cover. Mm. What are some other things this movie has nothing to do with? Mm. Uh, Memorable music? Music. Wait. Oh, Bracken really likes Ooh. the music. We'll get into the music in a little bit. <laughs> okay. should, we, should we just maybe do like a plot synopsis? If sure. Who yeah. would like to do that? I don't. I hate doing plot synopsis. I'll do the synopsis okay. the best I can. Fill in anything that I miss. Sure. Uh, what is the main character's name? The boy. Painter. Sonny. Painter. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm calling him Painter uh, because that's what Gene Kelly calls him. Sonny Malone. Okay. Sonny Malone, a.k.a. Painter, uh, is wants to be an artist. Or he is an artist. He wants to be a successful artist, but he's having trouble. And then he meets a clarinet player on the beach who is Gene Kelly. And that clarinet player takes him under his wing and... Hires him as his realtor to go out <laughs> and, and partner and partner, right? Well, fifty after fifty the, partner after the realtor thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it turns out that that clarinet player has a magnificent mansion of his own. Um, they're both in love with the same girl. Sunny uh, <laughs> just met her that morning, but uh, Gene Kelly met her in the forties. Um, but she's back and she hasn't aged. Sonny oh. falls in love with her. She falls in love with him. Sonny finds a an old roller rink and it fits Gene Kelly's dream to a T. Actually, he didn't know it was the dream that he wanted, but they open up a club together that is a 1940s big band rock and roll crossover. Roller skating as well. Roller, roller skating, skating rink. Synchronized roller well, skating. Yeah, yeah, they don't mention the roller skating until they open. And yeah, then the and then everybody's appears. roller skating. Right. It's, it, this is how solar babies began. <laughs> Probably. Right. Before it's the water. The yeah. yeah. Before the, the water, water wars of 1984. <laughs> and then um, it turns out that the girl is a muse, like from Greek mythology, one of the muses. Don't say that because Brant will call you a nerd if you use Greek <laughs> mythology. <laughs> and um i'm not really sure i mean then it's a successful opening and they all live happily ever after and then she shows up again but is she like a real person or and they she's not the muse anymore because it's almost like they didn't ever meet before and they're meeting for the first time yeah so she's not supposed to fall in love she's only supposed to inspire and uh creativity as a muse but right painter is just so charming and so she has to leave right before the opening but then she comes back and is part of the big opening and then yeah but then she, she disappears again she disappears and then the she comes very, back yeah. as the waitress and roll credits disappearing yeah. reappearing and then we're left wondering wait did she become a mortal person and now they can be in love because she fell in love and zeus is a big softy. I don't know. But anyway, they that's can't the... get together because of nepotism laws. Because <laughs> she reports to him. <laughs> that's a pretty good summary. And this yeah. is a musical fantasy, right? So there are muses. Yes. There's some special effects. 
uh, maybe not so special effects, maybe some dated effects. For 1980, they were okay. They were fine. They yeah, were they, effects for they, sure. For the at the time, I remember watching this movie as a child. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal. Super cool. Uh, yes, uh, these were state of the art graphics at the time. Oh man, that hurts to think of them as state of the art. State Never. of the art, and um, do you guys think they yeah. were overdone? Or is that oh. just me? So yeah. somebody it, else mentioned that. It yeah. reminded me. You guys, you guys all know the Simpsons, right? Yeah. Do you remember when Ned Flanders' wife dies, and Homer wants to make like the dating video for Ned, mm-hmm. and Lisa's <laughs> helping him edit it, and she's like, "Dad, you don't have to do a star swipe every time, like the transition." <laughs> and he says something to the effect of, "Like, why would you?" have hamburger when you have steak or something like right that. yeah for that's what it felt like it I felt like that the special effects people were the homer in the situation it's yeah. it's funny to think we we talk about <laughs> films nowadays how they're like big effects movies and it's a i think like for example the transformers movies are a good example of mm-hmm. a kind of movie that it's all the effects are in there and it they try to cover up the lack of story and acting and everything else with just all of these dramatic effects and it's funny to think that this Xanadu is probably one of those movies where they are just trying to overdo all of the effects, hoping that you won't miss the fact that there is not a lot of meat to the story. So this is a J.J. Abrams movie? <laughs> Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. Yeah. <laughs> if this were made today, it'd be Jennifer Fox. Or not Jennifer yeah, Fox. Gen- Megan Fox. Megan Fox. <laughs> Jennifer Fox. <laughs> still. still. <laughs> and Megan Lopez. Um, <laughs> they'd still be on roller skates, but they'd be rollerblades this That's time. That's right. Right. Yeah, um, Coldplay would be the the <laughs> band in the background. Coldplay and Nickel Nickelback. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the effects. I just want to say they're like these. I don't even think they were hand animated. I don't know what they were using. They were using some kind of technology computer that was. Graph- yeah. It was it was early computer graphics that it's kind of the Star Wars matte stuff that they were doing. Uh, a lot of outlining with. Like glow. glow it was glow. like, yeah, when somebody first gets Photoshop and then they find the filters and they start putting a bevel on everything and an outer glow on everything. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's uh, a that context very, that very nerdy. Yeah, that <laughs> not everyone is going to understand. <laughs> but exactly right. you really do have to watch the movie you in order to, me at bevel. to understand yeah. <laughs> the graphics Drop and the special yeah, effects and the you know how the muses are moving and breaking out of the wall. Yeah, well, think of flying. that was a pretty cool scene. I thought. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, the effect is very similar to like lightsabers, early yeah. lightsabers, and like the lightning outlined block so, or not blockbuster, but Ghostbusters. Right, right, to where it's like they're clearly just shaking a hose or something, and somebody goes in and animates. Right after, like that's yeah what everybody looks like. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. But that scene with the muses coming out of the painting—it's a big mural cool. on that the wall. Kind of, it was yeah. pretty cool. It's one of the yeah big. It was downhill after that. Things. I'll tell you though. And yes, that's the opening scene. It, it was really cool, but it it was also long. Yeah, like I felt like the <laughs> that whole thing. There are nine muses, and we had to watch each one come out of the wall. Well, this <laughs> is a musical, and so there oh, I was guess a that's whole right. Song song I see what you did there. That. A musical. <laughs> <laughs> you just blew my mind. I did not put that together. <laughs> so that's great. Let's get into the cast. Right, yeah, so you we've, punster. Got, we've got Olivia Newton-John. This is two years after the movie Grease. Yes. Uh, the biggest musical of all time. Uh, came out two years before this. Yeah. 
um, and you know she's a hot commodity, and uh, let's put her in another musical. And right? what what year did this movie come out? This this came out in nineteen eighty, so 1980. two years after. Yeah, yeah. No leather uh, pants in this one though. Uh, there was a lot of leather stuff, a lot of animal print. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't that the inspiration for not, cats? Isn't that not what an, not an Olivia Newton-John? She no, had her own true. style of of musewear. I guess yes. is what you could call it. <laughs> Which would be like thrift store gypsy. Yeah, genie. it was very kind of gypsy. <laughs> it was kind of like peasant. Peasant. Gypsy. She had the headband with like the little. I don't know what they were. They were they were hanging down headband hair pieces and then just kind of what how, how would you describe her clothes it was like it was layers like mm-hmm. uh paula abdul we kind of made oh, yeah, a, a yeah. joke about that in from, from justin 90s. to kelly yeah. where it looked like a bunch of fabric that's just been artfully tied to something underneath right. off the shoulder tops yep. um leg all warmers baggy. very yeah. baggy everything um most of the scene, she's in roller skates. Yep. Not all, but a lot. And then there were also some throwback to the 40s. Uh, yes. like uh, Zoot suits. Zoot and... suit and military wear from the mm-hmm. you know World yep. War II And victory era. roll hairstyles. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, some of that stuff. So it's got its own mix of 40s and 70s uh, wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of all over the place. It was pretty uh, well costumed, and there was yeah. a really bizarre costume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's like... It was 70s and 40s mixed together, and they became the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it seemed, I mean, really, <laughs> just when they finally opened it up, it was very punk and very, like, early 80s for yeah. sure. Like, spiked hair, and actually, when they're shopping even for a suit for Gene Kelly, uh, like, super uh, strong pink makeup and dark cheeks. a little bit like yep. David Bush. when yeah. he has, yep. like, the lightning on his face. Yep. <laughs> so, the majority of this cast is really set onto three people, three characters, uh, primarily. There's mm-hmm. some supporting actors, parts, but it's really down to Olivia Newton-John, Gene Kelly, and Michael Beck, who plays the love interest, Sonny Malone. So, um, what are your thoughts on how Olivia Newton-John, Gene Kelly, and Michael Beck were in this movie. I think... (laughs) Okay. I I I think there was a little bit of a love triangle, but go ahead. I have a background. I I first have a background question, because before... Please. (laughs) Do you... So, Brack, and these are awesome notes. Do you know any of the story? So I've seen a lot of Gene Kelly's movies, and for him to just accept to do a movie is kind of a big deal. Do you know any story behind him coming to the movie was it partly his idea or tax problems (laughs) um i don't think there were tax problems i think that he was kind of from what i gather he was kind of talked into it okay um and it was a it was a big deal to get him was he retired uh had he retired at the time don't i don't know i think he it had been some time before he had danced in any other movies Mm -hmm. or been in a musical you know he did the majority of his stuff in the fifties and maybe early sixties, mm-hmm. he was still doing TV appearances and whatnot through the eighties. Um, but this was his last film. I, I don't think he was super excited about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it was one of those things where he decided to do it and he thought it might be a good idea, but he wasn't like super, you know, Oh, mm-hmm. this is the best script I've ever read. And 
you know, it's just kind of a, I think it was something he, want, he looked forward to doing as something fun, mm. potentially, but... You know, I feel like his performance in this was the most, like, the best acting performance in the film. Like, yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was believable as a character, as a person, uh, even though the script is weird. Um, I mean, his delivery was good. There were some odd things like his... Uh, facial expressions as he's like remembering you know there's songs going on where he's remembering and he's like reacting to his memories as they're happening over his shoulder or whatever yeah the, i mean it's like what can you do but i felt like there were times that the audio was not syncing with with, with the video people. yeah and that might have contributed to that yeah a little bit. <laughs> but he did he did have very like 50s style reactions to things. And oh, I think totally. that was just a lot yeah, of his yeah, yeah. very storied history of all those old movies of coming through. Was. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like that's you watch true. some of those and that's how they react. Like it's that's like right. it's very in your face and like yeah. kind of hammered right? just a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it yeah. felt very much like that. I felt like he was super charismatic. His smile just as he's just as great as it was in Singing in the Rain. Uh, you know, he's he was 80. How old did I say? I he was 68 yeah. when mm-hmm. he did this movie or around there. And, or when it came out and uh man he he was moving and skating and and still dancing great yep um there was a musical number with him and Olivia Newton-John and you know Olivia Newton-John is known as a singer yeah and not really I wouldn't say she's a dancer right but she she was skating and dancing with him and it was really well I thought it was really well choreographed for what it was um but he, he was very charismatic um, I think he was kind of the heart of this movie, mm-hmm. you know, even though he was in a lot of ways, a supporting actor to the main two leads, but, but I mean, his, his role in the movie was also to kind of guide, uh, Sonny through this whole thing like this. It's Sonny's story. Right. But, um, it's kind of like the, the gravity or the, the hub of yeah. the wheel where everything kind of orbits a little right. bit. Everything happens right. around yeah. him. And, and like even the whole thing at the end, I mean, he talks about early on how he was in love with Kira, which is yeah. Olivia Newton-John and he let her go. And then, uh, it was like the worst mistake he ever did. He should have gone after her and he didn't. So that when Sonny, makes the same choice he's gonna let her go because she leaves he's like no you know learn from my mistake and he sends him on and we get the ambiguous ending right so (laughs) we we mentioned before that this is a musical Uh and gene kelly and louis newton john have that song together and she sings some songs but it's not like a traditional musical like half the songs are just playing oh yeah right and so I was like, is this a musical? Because mm-hmm. it seems like this is just the soundtrack now. But yeah. then you have that scene, which I thought was a great scene, where he's remembering, and then she comes, and they're dancing together and singing right. together. that was cool. Um, her awkward standing alone in, like, the Tron yeah. board <laughs> song was a yeah. little bit weird. 80s but, Matrix. But, yep. um, yeah, so it was just interesting, because I, I, I was like, is this a musical, or is this not a musical? It was really uh, kind of awkward, I think, different. Um before we get into that a little bit more, but what about Michael Beck well, in the let's, movie? Let's talk about Michael Beck in just a second. Let's ah, take a quick break first. Okay. All right. Well, we're back, and let's let's revisit Michael Beck because I'm just curious what your thoughts were as far as his abilities in the movie. I 
I was not impressed. Okay. I would say he was the third best of the three main actors. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's yeah. one way to put it. I would agree. He felt very awkward and stiff <laughs> and didn't have a whole lot of on-screen chemistry with anybody. Distant third. <laughs> so he reminded me of someone from the Bee Gees. Like he could yeah. have been one of the Gibb brothers, yeah. right? Andy His Gibb. hair. Barry Gibb. Barry Gibb. That's he had a vest. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of why he was cast because he wasn't super musical. He has the I, same hair as Livy Newton. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he wasn't like a big name because I've never, well, I don't know. I've never heard of him. And when I look at his credits, I'm like, I don't think I would have ever seen him before. Megaforce? And he was in the Warriors, right? Uh, he was, yeah. yeah. That was kind of his breakthrough. Yeah. So, Bracken, you wrote on We're here. We're talking the, the movie, not the basketball team? Right. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the notes here, it says John Travolta was the first pick. Well, they couldn't get him Choice. because he was gonna. He was doing Urban Cowboy, so yeah. they. I think they were trying to look for somebody else. But, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm man. trying to think of they who who they could have gotten better because, in, in not to be mean, but I don't think he his acting abilities were great. Uh, I think the, the a lot of the supporting actors' dialogue, you know, it didn't seem like they were rehearsed very well. Oh, it was no. very. Very stiff line readings mm-hmm. from a lot of the actors. Um, in all fairness to, to Michael Beck, it wasn't just him, but yeah. um, I didn't feel like, you know, there were some scenes where he's roller skating and maybe doing some dancing with um, Olivia Newton John, but was he, he never really was, sang. Like, yeah. like Nate well, said, mm-hmm. a lot of these musical numbers, they're not singing in the, in the actual musical scenes, right? There's three musical numbers where Olivia Newton-John's singing like solos, but no one else is really singing on camera with the actors. Even the little bit that he did sing, he didn't actually sing. There was somebody else's voice dubbed over. Yeah. Um, There's nothing, like no special skill that made him the obvious choice for this role. Like he he wasn't an excellent roller skater. He wasn't, he Maybe no he's a really fu. good uh, real know. estate agent. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I miss I, that. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> he's also the only, like, the demigod who's actually fought a an oh. ancient god of old times and <laughs> retrieved a muse from Mount Olympus. I, I thought it, I thought he did have chemistry with Olivia Newton-John. I thought it was fine, but his acting, it just on the whole, was yeah. was kind of especially in the art gallery or the, uh, the art the art studio studio Simpson. right yeah getting into it where he's yelling at his boss and complaining mm-hmm. about you want me to believe that you want me to say that tuesday's wednesday even though it's tuesday yeah fine you know i think simpson was a better actor than him. yeah you know i think that the little guy in the art studio with mm-hmm. the glasses with the big giant glasses was better actor than him and the ladies yeah <laughs> so <laughs> let's get let's get into the writing a little bit yeah. because I think that this kind of influences the acting and, and just kind of, you know, before we throw anybody under the bus too much, you know, <laughs> some of the, some of the dialogue was, was kind of lacking in it. And really when you, when you summarize the story of this movie, it's, yeah, there's this rich guy and he makes a friend and he, he wants to open a nightclub and they open a nightclub. Yeah. Well, that's, I, that's the story, that is right? It, yep. And there's a muse and she's the one that inspires the whole concept. Well, and and the, they fall in love. I think the theme is, for Sonny to follow his dreams, right? Not give up. 
I thought Sonny's dream was to get paid for his art not to open up. Yeah, fully. That's right. Disco, dancing, ska, rock and roll, well, roller rink with an old dude. I, he well, so... Okay. <laughs> but my point is, is that there's not much to this story. No. It's, it's one musical number linked to another musical number. Yes. And it's all around and it's them just opening like a quick club. scenes to get between them it's well, cool yeah. as ice well yeah. with olivia newton john <laughs> i'm gonna and older music i'm gonna I'm just gonna die on this hill so i think that <laughs> i i think the idea like the lesson or whatever that sonny is supposed to learn is like he so he tried and failed at being like a right. real right uh, actually let me back that up people who work for companies that are artists are real artists he, yes he want he he tried the starving artist thing and he starved yes so he came back to work because he ripped up half of his art. Yeah, because he kept tearing up his artwork. Yeah. But like, I mean, he says, "I'm tired of doing art for other people. Stuff that other people want me to do. Want, I want to do my, my own. Do art, my own art. Right? Which that's I, what his dream is. Which I know artists want to do. do. Yeah. And so, but he gives that he came back to work at the art studio because he needs to live. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's one of the things that Gene Kelly's character is like, don't give up on that dream. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here's another opportunity to, you know, it may not be like your A dream, but right. I'm here. Let me hand you half a company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, a thing that I thought was interesting uh, about that aspect is the, the club Xanadu that they both create together was actually nothing that either of them had thought they wanted to do. Yeah, it was a compromise. Like, yeah, so um, he had Sonny had never thought about doing that, and he's like, I've never thought about r- opening a club or anything. And then Gene Kelly was like, Well, I I thought about opening. A, I want to open a club, but I wanted to do a big band, nineteen forties style club, and maybe we can make it modern and stuff, and it'll be great, you know. And so they both, it, it basically what it comes down to is they both experience something new and uh grew because of it and i right? like that scene actually yeah i mean the music's completely forgettable but sorry when... i'm analyzing this way too deeply <laughs> i think it's like <laughs> but i like how the how the two dreams meet in the music that was like, very the, cool the rock actually. band and the yeah. big band yes like... that was awesome so i mean visually it worked really well it was Even annoying the up until the point it, it yeah. was annoying when they kept going back and forth between big band and rock like, rock's being generous but 1980s yeah. rock yeah uh, going back and forth between them and the music didn't really seem to complement each other or anything it was just like hard cuts from one to the other and the scenes kept getting longer and longer and then they blend together and then they're overlaying it and it sounds awesome yeah I thought that was a really cool part of the movie yeah, actually yeah. is where they overlaid the music it yep. stitched together very well yep. and the scene like, like if you take your fingers, stage. spread them out in front of you, and each finger is like a layer of both of the bands, and right. then like just push your fingers together. They like that's together. what they did. It was very yep. cool. So I love that I picked this movie, and I'm really shocked that all, the three of you are all defending it to me, uh, and I'm just like blown away. This Listen, is it's this is crazy. I've such decided a low bar with your other. I'm gonna write a dissertation on the. Uh, yeah. So look, it, it's not without its symbolism. charms. Like yeah. right, but um, so just a note. So the music is very forgettable. Yes. And the rock and the rock music in that scene is like you know when you get your. Uh, 
your Yamaha keyboard. Yes. Um, and you hit button and four, you've two, got, three. And it's got like, yeah, it's got like the, the preset drum. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the guitar and guitar and drum version of, of that just playing on a loop. Yes. And it was just like generic rock sounding music. Yeah. The big band was similar, but the big band music, I think is a little more recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. So I respectfully disagree. This, the album to this, this movie went double platinum and uh. at the time uh there were several like six of the songs were were big hits on the radio wow. played well, all the time you know we um, were coming off of that gas crisis <laughs> <laughs> the nation was in turmoil <laughs> they couldn't hey, drive hey, to hey, work were they you were even, on the were even born yet i was i was alive i'm, I'm i know you guy. were in high school at the time <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, I, I remember this this movie. Like we just big time. I just come this, out of the Carter was, administration. This was pre. Let's get physical. I I, I do uh, remember this, but it was post Greece, man. I, I, there were a lot of hit songs in this in this album. So, um, I I love the music, and honestly, it's been like over two decades since I've watched this movie. And I, I when we watched it again, and I'm like, oh man, I remember all these songs. This yeah. is like totally bringing back memories so i'm like gonna groove to the to the xanadu soundtrack now can i ask you a question sure are you able to give me one single line of lyrics from any one of those movies xanadu now that i now that you're here now that i'm here it's xanadu oh okay okay i set myself up for that one 99 percent of the lyrics that's all. Just Xanadu, Xanadu, Xanadu. Well, there's the Xanadu chant. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, which is a really yeah. cool scene. Yeah. So let's talk about some of these set pieces or scenes mm-hmm. uh, with the musical that stood out to you. Well, yeah. the, no, which, which the, one? So the one we're talking about right now is like at the opening of the big club. So this is like the climax. And there are, there's a huge crowd of people there. And there are people roller skating. And... They're like stomping on their skates. They're not really moving at first. They're kind of stepping, and it's like a line dance. And they're stomping, but their skates are hitting it's the ground, like, and it's very loud. All it sounds in like sync. tap dancing. Yeah, it's like all, like, in, like, sync. all in sync. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole crowd of them. And then they uh, gradually start slowly skating around this whole crowd of people while still stomping. And then they're all chanting, Xanadu, Xanadu. You know, and they're doing some kind of dance moves as well. Right. It, it was cool. Yeah. It, it was. It was really cool. Um, what did you think? So I forgot that there was an animated sequence in oh, this yeah. movie, mm. and it's got one of my one of the my favorite songs in the movie besides Xanadu, but. Um, what did you think of the animation? Um, Reminded me of Fern Gully. <laughs> yeah, Fern Gully, and what was Secret what was of Nim? Secret of Nim. Did it take Land you out of the movie? Time. Was it like, oh, okay, Anastasia. this is like, that wow? What, what, what were your thoughts? <laughs> I think it it fit more into this movie than Great some of the other parts of the movie. Oh yeah, it totally did. We're humans. Like that whole Tron scape oh, scene yeah. that was super weird. I think there were just 
like the, I'd seen so many like weird left turns yeah. in the movie that the cartoon did not even throw me for a no, second. No, it it totally fit perfectly yeah. into the thing, and it like you don't even question that they just turned into animated characters, and now those they're animated humans that turn into animated fish and then birds to birds, yeah. and then back into people. And uh, I mean, it was Don Bluth animation, so it was well done. Yeah. Nate, yeah. any any scenes for you that you liked? Oh man, where do I start? Um, well, so any of the dancing scenes are pretty well choreographed. Like it, I already mentioned, I, I did enjoy the scene where they mesh together finger style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and it was. There was there was during the big band dance there was a guy who was doing a lot of lifts with the, this woman and he oh, straight man. up drops her yeah and and I thought oh man she's on her way to the hospital after this number and then they show up again later at, at Xanadu when it's open and they're dancing on yeah what to me looked like a giant hot plate <laughs> but like <laughs> so I thought that the dancing was pretty well choreographed mm-hmm. um, the rock dancing was weird like this. The there there are things about the movie that stand out to me in a negative way, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm afraid to talk about them because you know, as someone who somewhat familiar with Greek mythology, like there were and things dance. <laughs> there were things about the whole muse situation that bothered me. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I, I thought the dancing was good. I thought the singing was good. Like I, I don't remember any of the songs except for Xanadu, um, and that song's. Okay. Which they had in the movie like three times, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to judge people in the early 80s. Again, we were a healing nation from like, the gas crisis <laughs> and the Vietnam conflict and stuff. World War II. Still and, fresh. Uh, Still. And, so, and Xanadu was there to help that healing. So yeah, I feel people yeah. bought that album out of maybe a sense of... Uh, they were like war bombs, bombs just, basically. Despair. <laughs> they were like... <laughs> there was a bit of despair in the nation. <laughs> Your civic duty to go. And, they were, and they were like, "What can we do to show our national pride?" An album by an Australian woman <laughs> and an old man. And so, <laughs> I, I really liked "I'm Alive," which is the song you know where they're coming out of the wall. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that's I think that's pretty iconic from the, the when there's one scene from this movie i think of that wall and the artwork and the, all the muses coming off of it and, and I, that scene is really very pretty, cool that, yeah. that scene like i did enjoy that even though i'm like this 80s cheese but it was like it's a long shot <laughs> yep where they kept i'm like i don't i, I don't and know the I don't. transitions were really well done like the effects of them blending off of the wall mm-hmm. was great yeah, yeah it was I thought that was really well done. There's a couple musical numbers that are just kind of so random and uh, poor and slow. Like there's the one with Sonny and Olivia Newton-John where they're going to the sound stage, sound stage and they're the studio, they're basically yeah. the the music's playing behind them, but no one's yeah. singing to it. And we even commented to each other, it would have been great if Olivia Newton-John was actually singing to him rather than than just skating around on a set with palm trees moving around and a mm-hmm. train coming towards them. And it was just seemed really, and everything's like a black uh, wall behind. So it's mm-hmm. very minimalist and it just seemed really, they're trying to give us something to look at during a music video. They were it, fragments of their dreams. 
this was a dream romance. <laughs> <laughs> My I mind is I, analyzing this I, I way guess. more than I want to. I, but tell me about right. your father. <laughs> and then there's another sequence where towards towards the end where she has been she's left and mm-hmm. she's in the I don't know where the muses Olympus? live. Tron. Olympus or Tron, Tron or yeah. Yeah. it looks like Tron the, from the movie Tron. You know, yep. there's just nothing the there. She's basically singing a solo and it seemed it's de- definitely seemed like hopelessly devoted. Yes, totally. That song to me was the, probably the weakest song in uh, the soundtrack. Especially since it didn't make any sense yeah. with what had just happened. And it kind of just slowed the movie down a little bit is what it did. Mm-hmm. But those two musical numbers aside, I felt like the rest of the the songs were pretty strong and enjoyable to me. So anyway, the, that I, roller skating. If, um, uh-huh. One, it was it's very Gene Kelly old forties yeah. movie, right? When Fred Astaire and Grace Kelly would dance, it, yeah. but then they weren't singing; they were just or skating. Yeah. So I I feel like so to me the music is very forgettable, uh, but I've never been a huge fan of disco kind of music. It, disco is life. Yeah, I, I, it's just not the kind of music that I like. But I'll tell you that many of those musical numbers I remember and I liked them because of the dancing and it's probably also because of all of the colors involved because there's a lot of color mm-hmm. because it's the 80s. Hey, quick question. Yeah. 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 If Mariah Carey sang a disco song, <laughs> would you change your opinion? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, who's Mariah Carey? Never... <laughs> Pull out your wallet and I'll show you the picture of the two. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think a lot of this music is has been forgotten. I, I was mentioning before we watched the movie tonight that I I was shocked when I was watching uh, Nine Perfect Strangers, which is like a mini series, mm-hmm. I think on Hulu. It's with Nicole Kidman. Not a Any, sponsor. Anyway, uh, and in one of the episodes of that series or whatnot, they have the song Xanadu, and mm. they've got a character dancing to it. I'm like, and I turned to my wife when we were watching. I'm like, does anybody know this song and whether it's from? Right. I do, but I'm like, you know, I'm an old guy now. And like, this is such an old random song to be in the show. It just doesn't seem like anyone else would care, but it, I, I guess there are a few people out there that still yeah. know it. It I, just popped up in something brand new. I think the problem is we look at the eighties with very fond rose glasses. That's true. And the music was, there were some excellent standouts. Yeah. Right, Michael Jackson. We've oh, yeah, a few, yeah. right? But a lot of it was not good listening to mm-hmm. it now. Like, so I think some of it, like, yeah, we can cut you a little slack because it was like, it so, doesn't resonate now. And it's like very heavy on the synth. And you couldn't, a lot of the scenes, I couldn't even hear the vocals. Right. It was yeah. just some guy like, ah, yeah, that rock like, singer the whole time. You couldn't even make out what he was singing, saying. Like, he, they were just like, it was very heavy, whatever. So, yeah. I'll give so you. So glitter was like on point. <laughs> Because remember the scene where they're going, <laughs> and then they're going to release it. So, I mean, that fits in the timeline. <sighs> okay. Oh, I, we're going to have to go back and review that. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I think putting that, putting it in the correct context of the 80s, it was probably just fine. Yeah. yeah. Healing Nation. Yeah. War the, bonds. This movie had a uh, estimated budget of $20 million. Okay. And it grossed about $22.7 million worldwide. Oh, wow. So Didn't make much. I guess it made some money. That's a 13% I profit. I wonder. Hmm. Wow. Right off the dome there. Nerd. I'm an accountant. 
<laughs> this movie was directed by Robert Greenwald. He, He's not an accountant, he, and I don't think that that's thirteen percent. None of us it's, are it's, accountants in here. Robert Greenwald <laughs> is known yeah. for. I don't know. I don't know if you I did you. any. Did any of you ever watch The Burning Bed? It was a TV movie with uh, Farrah Fawcett in the. 80s. I don't remember it. Okay, it was it was a huge uh, domestic abuse movie that was watched by all like. Tens of millions of people. You like think it was if a you big, fell asleep in a flame, it was bed. a big deal. Uh, he also directed that. That that was and uh, uh, Hear No Evil, and not really a whole lot of other musicals um, to his credit. Um, Joel Silver is one of the producers of this movie. Oh yeah, um, and he's done hundreds of. He's got hundreds of producing credits, including movies like Forty Eight Hours, Weird Science, The Lethal Weapon franchise. Mm-hmm. Predator, Die Hard, Roadhouse, The Matrix, oh, franchise, Gothica, you know, like tons of, like, if you, people know who Joel Silver yeah, is, yeah. he's a big deal, uh, and he, he was one of the producers on this movie. It was 13%. Now I'm a little bit frustrated, because some of the, so many of those movies have sweet one-liners, and there are no one-liners from this movie to quote. Yeah. I don't know, I think you could pick out, like, if we went back and watched it, we could probably pick out some of the lines from from gene kelly from gene kelly to painter because we all kind of looked at each other like hmm. <laughs> you could take that a few different ways this the cinematographer was victor kemper who did dog day afternoon oh god he did coma the jerk the final countdown mr mom he's done lots of really high-end or at least well-known movies like like jingle all the way like clue and Wee's big adventure and beethoven and oh tommy, tommy boy. boy and yeah all-star yeah, so I mean, you know, maybe not uh, terms of endearment, but um, certainly um, big, big movies that are well known. So, vacation. Uh, any thoughts on the cinematography or the direction or anything? So, uh, like that. So the the cinematography, I don't know. Actually, I don't know where this falls, <laughs> but it was a little annoying to me that all of the interior shots didn't have walls i mean everything faded to black so it felt like and and it maybe that was the intention to make you feel like you're on a stage or something even though they're inside the auditorium we never really get to see what the the auditorium that they're going to turn into the xanadu what it's actually looks like i mean don't hire that gaffer or his best boy right like every scene set piece had like like that black vignette around it 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 was was like a vignette a little thing in yeah. the light the only times we did get to see interiors were when we saw uh His the job. mansion the basically all the real places yeah the mansion that's right the mansion and the art studio were the only interiors that we saw and everything else was a vignette we kind of um, saw the inside of that guy's car <laughs> 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 that just reminded me about how at the very beginning uh Sonny steals some girl's bike. Yeah. <laughs> he, gives, yeah. he, he trades his popcorn for it straight up. He says, I'll bring it back, and then he doesn't. Well, because he crashes into the ocean. Well, this is also after the gas shortages, so it was, popcorn was actually worth a lot more than a vehicle that ran on gas. Healing <laughs> oh, nations. Uh, but I'll tell you that, generally speaking, the cinematography was fine. Um, I thought there it was definitely some, had a style. Yeah, there was definitely some weird shots. I thought, but yeah, I mean, it's hard. Oh, there were. Yeah, I mean, you got to think how hard it is to shoot big dance numbers and 
they they're not wanting it to look like an old 1940s 50s dance where everything where it's wide. just big wide shots and you're yeah. watching the whole uh you know the whole troop dancing In instead they're shot. trying to yeah. get inside with the dancers up close which means they are often coming under people's legs and uh, yeah. you know just weird kind of awkward well i thought the means. whole the way they shot Olivia Newton-John just skating around uh-huh. in what would become Xanadu, right? I thought that was just really weird because yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I just thought I just thought the way it was shot was strange. She would I think some of it too go was... off into the darkness and disappear, and you just hear and her then the voice. camera wouldn't move. Move, yeah. <laughs> I think that was probably a lot of the awkwardness is a lot of scenes just hung on way too long. Yes. Right? Like that whole thing with her spinning around, like we could have seen her disappear into the shadows like twice. Yep. And we were like, we get it. She's not there. She's a theory right. or whatever. Right. But there was seriously like, it was like a 10 to 12 minute sequence yeah. of her just skating around slowly with her arms out and kind of like flowing through the space and, and not answering his questions, not answering questions. Yes. And speaking of, okay, sorry, this is a hard left, but it really threw me that she was speaking with an Australian accent. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is right after Greece, and I, I'd only I I don't follow her movies or anything like that. But I was expecting Sandy, right? Mm-hmm. And Nate, you do the best Aussie impression, but g- give us your best Sandy, Sandra D from Greece. <laughs> oh no, no, it's not Sandy. Sorry, Kira. I'll, I'll do it, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> There it is. Nailed it again, Danny. <laughs> Nailed it. I think our listenership in Australia is going to skyrocket up. There's who's that sexy Italian guy? Her, her accent. Oh, that's did, Olivia Newton-John. Her accent did creep in a little bit. I think she's supposed to be Greek, and she oh, was really from Australia. Yes. She, uh, but, I, I feel like she just spoke with her normal voice. Yeah, I feel like I mean, that yeah. too. I mean, most Australians they they will just speak, and it's just like like you and I speaking. But then you like on the TV they'll uh, like people crank it up yeah like uh, Steve Irwin yeah like, yeah like he was the crocodile hunter you know so like yeah. and I've seen it on the TV shows and newscasts there just like here um, where someone's like oh, they're from the south they're gonna ham that up a bit yeah or, right from the northeast or something uh, it was not distracting to me uh, to hear her speak with an Australian oh, I actually though. enjoyed it I, there's no I'm not making a comment on like her using Australian voice or anything like that it was just it just was not what i was expecting it. so i was just like it kept every time i heard her talk which wasn't frequently mm-hmm. it just like it stood out to me because i wasn't yeah expecting it it was like crikey <laughs> <laughs> circling back to the cinematography i really enjoyed some of the overhead shots it was like a bubs Busby uh, yeah, Berkeley kind end, of thing. The, yeah and then also there were a couple numbers when they're doing the skating and they had the camera right in front mm-hmm. of the crowd those are there's actually some couple, couple really cool shots, but yeah, um, that, uh, I, I get what you're saying earlier that I think I like the direction of some of the wide shots. It just they could have done a little bit more to make it seem less of a theater presentation. Unless that was some, there was some purpose. Like it, I, it, I didn't it, get it. To me, my yeah. mind jumps to two possibilities. One, they're trying to make some symbolic deep. Uh, you know, implication here. There's some mystery or something that they're trying to portray. I'd buy that. But uh, the other half of me says, oh, they just couldn't afford a set. And so they're like, hey, let's just do this. We can get away with it. And no one will even question that we don't have walls. 
you know. Well, Ben, I can leave my copy of Xanadu with you <laughs> if you want to watch it again and think about it some more. <laughs> you want to write a paper about it. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, man. Any more thoughts or closing thoughts before um, we wrap things up? Can I talk just a little bit about Zeus? Sure. So... You mean heavenly voice? Heavenly voice male, <laughs> male. and heavenly voice female. Yes. Yep. Um, so the whole premise is, so Olivia Newton-John is one of the muses, um, and she falls in love with Sonny. Painter. Sorry, yeah. Sonny Painter. and <laughs> But she's not supposed to, and she's not supposed to feel any emotions. Right. And I was like, well, how? Because that... she's a Jedi. She... Yeah. <laughs> Her name is Kiragon Jin. And she can feel. She just can't have attachments. Oh, okay. Nerd. And so, <laughs> so she goes home? Yes. To the painting in the wall? Tron. And yeah. uh, to the Tron land? And. <laughs> Hold on. I just. Then Tron. we have the nine and three quarters. Yeah. Oh, well, so, yeah. yeah so. Gene Kelly's like, you gotta go after her. You gotta go after her. No, he he doesn't speak like a stereotypical New Yorker, but like he, he's like, you gotta go after her. He's like, my music died when I didn't go after her back in the day, and so, so you're you're Sonny and the audience are left to wonder like, how the heck is he gonna follow this Greek goddess to wherever it is she went? So he finds the painting, and his genius idea is to. It's the platform nine and three quarters it. Like, like Harry Potter in the first. Get a running start get on a, his roller skates. Get, get a running start. And he makes it to Tron land. And he's there. And you never meet Zeus. No. And Heavenly Voice Female, I have to assume, is, is Hera. Yeah, must be. Um, And so uh, Zeus is like, no, they can't do this. You can't do this because of this, this, and this. And so they can't have these uh, affair. You can't have these like love affairs with mortals. And, I, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Zeus is like the OG philanderer, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. He has so many with like mortals. I, yeah, well, yeah. with with other god, with other goddesses and mortals. Like, yeah. I think the muses are not Hera's children. I'm right, not 100 yeah. sure on that. So, any real Greek nerds, please don't get too <laughs> too upset. But I, I think that they're Zeus's kids from some other goddess. And you got like Hercules. You got all these yeah, people. Yeah. So it's like. For him to say that, and then for Hera's character to be kind of like, let's cut him some slack. I mean, that is exactly the opposite of, because uh, she was the goddess of marriage and like being. Maybe it's before faithful. she found out about his discretions. Oh no, she. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the voice of uh, Zeus was—I um, forgot his name. But he's Colonel Pickering from My Fair Lady. Michael Hyde White. Winfred. Win- Winfred. Wilfred. 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 Something. Wilfred yes. Brimley. Anyway, no, uh, he was Australian, right? He had an Australian accent. Mm. I uh, thought it sounded like a god. So. <laughs> so, to me, the voice really sounded like, other than his accent, I thought it was... Uh, you thought it was Alec Guinness? Yeah, I thought it was Alec Guinness. I Obi-Wan. thought it was Obi-Wan. Um mm. Except that he had an Australian accent, and I was like, well, that, that's not him. But they kind of did this voice effect thing, uh, kind of a vibration a thing over it, a reverb that uh, kind of reminded me of Use the Force, mm-hmm. you know. Um, he didn't sound like what you'd think a god would yeah, sound Yeah, he was kind like. of a he sounded like an joker. Old... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he just sounded like an old man. But I have a theory here. Uh, they got an Australian Zeus to go with the Australian... Uh, muse because they're pretending that the Greek gods are, you know, a Greek 
so this accent is like, sounds like an Australian accent. So this is like the first yeah. Percy Jackson film. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think hold, that idea is fascinating. <laughs> Literally pick any religion and take their deity and then just put an Aussie accent on them. Like, God bless all of you. <laughs> right? That sounded like an Italian. <laughs> Well, that makes sense because Thor is Australian. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. That's right. Yeah. We figured it out. Sorry. Anyways, just (laughs) the gods will live in Australia, mate. (laughs) All right. Any other thoughts before we uh, say whether this is bad or exceptionally bad? I I will say before I give my score, a pre-score. I enjoyed it more than the other movies that you have brought to us recently. So you you are out of the doghouse. All right. Well, I'll take it. I'll take it. Still on the patio, but you're on your way back uh, in. Okay. Uh, ben, you want to start us off? What did you think of this okay. movie? Okay. Well, um, I did not enjoy the music, um, but I was not annoyed by the music. It was just... I'm indifferent to it. Um, I liked the dancing and the colors. Lots of pretty colors. <laughs> uh, I didn't like the acting. Uh, but I liked Olivia Newton-John. And I liked Gene Kelly. Um, I had a really fun time watching it. And actually, as we're talking about it, and I'm like forced to actually think about it, my brain is obviously like overthinking it um and that kind of bothers me but (laughs) (laughs) tell me about your mother (laughs) but uh, you want to watch it again i kind of i kind of wouldn't mind watching it again i I don't want to watch it again right now but i I kind of would (laughs) at some point i would definitely watch it again we'll put it that way okay so i would say that this just creeps over to exceptionally bad, in my opinion. Okay. Yep, just wow. barely gets there. All right. So for me, the best way I could describe this is when my daughters were younger, they couldn't dance and they couldn't sing, but they looked super cute in glittery, mm-hmm. very flowy outfits that sparkled and everything. And they were incredibly charming because they were trying real dang hard. <laughs> and... <laughs> I feel like this movie had a similar kind of charm Mm -hmm. to where it was like, it didn't really make sense. I didn't care about the (laughs) lyrics. It didn't make sense anyways, but I do like the shiny colors and a little bit of fever dream. If you were into recreational drugs, Oh yeah. Take some and then watch this movie and you will have a very enjoyable night. And if you're not into recreational drugs, you can just watch the movie and experience it. Yeah. You could also just do a handstand for five minutes and then flip over and watch the movie, and it'll be super good. Um, do I think it flies into exceptionally bad? No, hmm. I don't. It doesn't come all the way back around for me. Like I'm more in the eh, like it, it wasn't offensive to me, mm-hmm. but it also wasn't like blow me away. Right. I had a lot of fun with it. I will say that there was just a lot of weird stuff. And much like we do with the other movies, like we started writing our own kind of undercurrents of what Which was happening. Which we didn't talk about at all. We didn't. <clears throat> but um, it does make the movie better. You, if you watch the movie, you can pick up on probably some of the stuff where we would go with the story. But mm-hmm. um, So I would just say it was just 
just not bad enough. So I'm not saying that it's like really, really bad, like 1941. I'm just saying it's not quite. It's it's just outside of our radar range. Let me mm-hmm. put it that way. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Nate. Uh, oh boy. I think I would probably land closer to Brandt than to Ben. Like, I think I would watch this if my wife wanted to watch it. I think I would watch it with her. Um, I definitely had fun watching it with you guys. Uh, I kept wondering, like, how you would adapt this to the stage. Because you would have... Someone writer would have to come and make this thing make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I do think you could probably have a half-decent stage adaptation of it. Yeah. If you could nail down some of the story... So you're not left scratching your head. I mean, I realize 1980, Healing Nation, all that stuff. <laughs> War bonds. And so, you know, storyline didn't have to, like, play a major role. Um, but I, I think that I, yeah, I, I don't think it's so bad that it circles back. I also don't think it's terrible. Like, Gene Kelly was great in this movie. Yep. Like, if I, if I had to. You know, gunpoint, like, what was the best thing about it? It was Gene Kelly. Mm-hmm. He did not dial it in. He could still sing. He could still dance. He was very charming. Um, Olivia Newton-John, I thought she was good. She was. She had several outfit changes in mm-hmm. the Xanadu number at the end when they opened the club, which reminded me of Mater in Cars 2. <laughs> <laughs> but they just wanted to get more, you know, action figures of her, one in each costume. <laughs> right. And so and more Barbie outfits right. from the Xanadu line. And... <laughs> And and I thought, you know, like she she can sing, and she's a pretty she was pretty late. I can understand why she was so popular, especially after Greece. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would just leave it at I'd leave it at not terrible, but not exceptionally bad. I, mm-hmm. I think it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> All right, I find it interesting. You mentioned that the the, the um, how to adapt it to the theater, and I believe that this was actually brought to Broadway after the movie at some point. I I don't. Didn't do a lot of research, but I, I recall, I think just like 9 to 5, the musical came to Broadway. I believe they did a Xanadu version of this movie on Broadway at, at one point. I don't remember who was in it or how successful it was, but they, they adapted it. Um, for me, this is, this is wow. I, I had forgotten most of this movie other than, like I said, the, the wall with all the muses coming out from my childhood, I really couldn't remember much of the story. Um, I remember it being long as a child, even as a child, like the, towards the end of the movie, it just got long and not really what, sure what the conclusion of it was. Um, I really enjoyed watching it tonight with all of you guys. Uh, and I thought that it was going to be painful and it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes me want to recommend it and say it's exceptionally bad, but yeah, I'm not sure if it is, but I'd watch it again and I'd recommend it to people to watch it. Um, so I'm going to say it. it's exceptionally bad and we'll have to take it's, it to Danny for a tie break, I guess, because <laughs> sudden death. because I'm, you know, I had a good time and it wasn't, it what it was a little slow on a few numbers, but not really it moved the whole time more than a lot of the other movies we've watched. It was skating right along. Yeah. So I don't know, Danny, take it away. Sun death right here. <clears throat> I don't want to be the tiebreaker, so I think uh, we'll leave it to the audience to be the true tiebreaker. <laughs> I I Boo. mean, if you want, if, 
if you want my real feelings how very democratic of you i just didn't like it i just didn't like it like i liked talking about it i liked watching it with you guys because it's really fun to watch movies with you guys and but i I just didn't like the movie. <laughs> so it sounds like it's still up in the air, folks. You should probably write in with your opinion. See, Who won? That, that's the problem. So though. was it exceptionally bad? So the thing is, like, by hearing all of you talk about it, yeah. I would say it's exceptionally bad in the sense that you should watch it. We'd recommend you watching it. So right. after us talking about it, yeah, I'd recommend people watching it. As I was watching it, I'd be like, don't watch it. This this movie, and I think there was another one in 1980, were the catalyst for the Golden Raspberry Awards being created. And this was nominated for Golden Raspberry Award. Yeah. Did not win. I think, it, I think the director won uh, the Golden Raspberry for this movie. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm not ashamed to actually <laughs> nominate it for our podcast, Exceptionally Bad, because it... You know, it was one of the so, hallmarks that brought along this category of uh, movie. So I'd also it. like to say you can't ask me to give a definitive answer on anything at 1120. Um, <laughs> so you, so you, I'm you, going exceptionally bad. Exceptionally okay. bad, everyone. I'm going exceptionally bad. Good. He took a side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to give us some feedback on this movie, uh, please give us an email. Uh, email us at the guys at exceptionally bad.com or what are some other ways that they can reach out to us guys? Uh, our Instagram is at exceptionally bad. Our Twitter is at exceptionally bad. And our website is exceptionally bad.com. Yep. And Bracken lives at four, four, one, two Sesame street. Can you tell I, me live how to get to I live at Xanadu. Can you tell me how to get to Sesame street? Can you tell me how to get to Xanadu? <laughs> All right. Now that you're here, Xanadu's in your heart. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again. Thanks. Till next time. They call it Xanadu. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh yeah. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post? <laughs>